Today we're looking at Deck the Halls, a 2006 American Christmas comedy directed by John Whitesell. The film follows a battle of one-upmanship between new neighbours Buddy and Steve that threatens to drag everyone's Christmas spirit through the slush. Hello. 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 We're <laughs> now, not this Michael Caine tonight, I'm trying to, Josh. hang on, no, I'm doing a bit. I'm do- <laughs> shut up, I'm doing a bit. Hello, governor. Hello. Hola. And ciao. I say this because we've been getting plays in the US, the UK, Portugal, and Italy. Wait. Yeah. What? Wait. Are you serious? 100%. Hello, international friends. Hello. Hello. What? To episode four of Christmas and Chill, uh, an absolute trash podcast right where... Uh, the four of us talk rubbish about movies and somehow we get international traction. My name's Josh. How are we going this evening, guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good now I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely sprung that on them. Uh, it was definitely not discussed before the start of the podcast. No. No. no, this is no. the first episode I've been back and I've gone for two episodes and now we're international. I don't get this. I don't like this at all. Well, maybe it was Luke all along. It's, yeah. I'm not saying there's any correlation, but if we see a dip in, in international plays in this I apologise, international I we... peeps. <laughs> oh, fantastic. How are we this evening, everyone? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, good, Manny. We're in the same house and we live <laughs> together, okay. so that's. I'm, I'm glad that you answered. That's good. No, 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 that's okay. <laughs> Amy, Luke, how are you guys? We're good. Good, good. We're also in the same yeah. house for, like, the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> she's, been in my, she's been to my house many times before, audience, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> first time I'm ever. I'm sure wow. they were all very worried about it. Yeah. Um, we were talking before, um, we all managed to go out for dinner tonight, which is such a luxury with COVID times. At the moment. Mm, yeah. Yes. How, how was dinner for you guys? Dinner, dinner was good. Dinner was interesting for us. We've had, we had an interesting night, to be honest. Was it, what, what did you eat? What was like, what was the cuisine? Like, I, the best way to describe, <laughs> well, it oh, was you go. Well, it was Chinese, but um, they—it's like from a specific province of China. Yeah. Yeah. So, and my as my friend said, he was like, um, <laughs> he said something like, "Oh, well, if this is um, the Chinese food from this province, imagine how much more Chinese food there is from all the other provinces." <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. By, it's a good way. By the way, audience, it was uh, more it was more Uyghur focused, which was really interesting. Lots of like more Middle East, uh, like kind of um, a lot of meat, a lot of like beef. Everything was halal. It was um, lots of spice and stuff. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was good, and that it was good. cheap too. So, That's a win. You yeah. gotta love that. How about that you was guys? Good. Yeah, just went to the bloody pub, mate. Yeah, just bloody down food. the road, just went to the bloody pub. <laughs> Had a it's cheeky It's pretty nice uh, that we could uh, walk bev. to the pub. It, yeah, it was quite good. We we got to walk to the pub with our dog and, and sit in the beer garden and, and 
eat some fish and chips, which was nice. Yeah. So yes, no, it's been it's been good. And then uh, we've all come home and watched today's film, which was Deck the Halls. May I say something before we start with this movie? Please be my guest. I've been listening to the last two episodes, and what the <laughs> fuck has been going on? <laughs> All right, why? Okay, all right, all right. right. Sorry all right, no, to start no. this off as a like a why, no, 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 but good. I feel like I've been thrown under the bus a little bit here. Well, I mean, not by as us. you can purely by age. <laughs> 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 it is actually true though. But if, if you look at it though, okay. But if you look at it though, like that's where we've got the views, right? <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> So maybe right, throwing okay. people under the bus okay, I, is I, what's I, getting I, us views. Okay, <laughs> so in order board. for us to stay international, I have to be the comic relief and be the punching bag. No, but not okay. just you, okay. though, okay. I feel like. It, it, so it, nothing's changed in our family dynamic. I would so like no. to offer the olive branch here, Luke, <laughs> and considering that you weren't here for the past two podcasts, I'm going to give you an opportunity. So... And what is that? I'm going to give you 60 seconds to recap Ooh. both Polar Express oh, yes. and The Muppets Christmas Carol to the best of your ability. And then that's it. Okay. And then we're going to. Yeah, that's right, fine. So... I was talking to Amy about this on uh, earlier today. I was like, I missed out on the two be- like really good episodes and I didn't get to say anything. Well, you missed out on one and then the other one was The Polar Express. But that's. Okay. <laughs> no, I had a lot to say about The Polar Express. There was a lot of, like, stuff. But anyway. You, you did. You definitely did. Yes. Um, all right. <laughs> your 60 seconds, Luke. Hang on, hang on. Let me get a timer. So is this 60 seconds for both of them or just one of them? No, in total. Oh, okay. Hang on. Give me one. I tick. have more to say about um, up at Christmas Carol. So that's, so that's good. You need to uh, do your best. I'm putting 60 seconds on the clock. Luke, your time starts now. Okay. So... Watching Polar Express was a really weird experience. The animation is very, very weird. The uh, the kids look like they're dolls. The poor kid looks like he's Anakin from Phantom Menace. He, <laughs> the girl, Holy shit. after the comments, I think it was that Amy made, is like, why is she the only girl, but she is also the only black girl that is actually there? And also, what? I said woman of color. Oh, sorry. Show, woman of show color. Me 30 seconds to go. Yeah. 30 seconds. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol, probably one of the better Christmas movies I've watched in a long time. Uh, I really do like the fact that I am now Timmy. Uh, and <laughs> also, Tiny I think Timmy. I was just the one of the better ones. I think I would break that movie like a nine or close ten to a ten. So, yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol is like the best I've watched so far. And that's even Three, from my nostalgia two, pick earlier one. in episode one. All right, time's up. Man, yeah, that was. I had a lot more. I have a lot more to say, but you guys covered a lot of what, like. I'll be. I'll be really honest. You really well just then, mate. I I had to. Also, yeah, a lot better than I thought it was going to go. Yeah. Also, your um, the thing about uh, uh, Polar Express, it was the first like CG, fully CG created, um, um, movie of all time. So with Mo Fantastic. and all that sort of shit. So, yeah. Brilliant. So you were right, Maddie. You're you're all good. No, it was actually me. Oh, Amy. <laughs> Jesus, someone is sassy tonight. <laughs> wow. It's good. Let's look. Let's. I'm let's gonna bring this, this in. Take the holes. 
let's let's keep this energy chain rolling right. and let's get into the movie. So deck the halls. Um, All right. I would say that this is this might be the first kind of family Christmas movie that we've come across. Yes. Very like a, much like so. not so much aimed at children, but but family. Yeah. What do you guys reckon? Can I just say Matthew Matthew Broderick's character's Amy to a T. Like it is like hundred <laughs> percent super into Christmas. Doesn't really want to change anything unless it like only if she has to. Like we were talking about it on the while we were watching the movie is who plays who, and I think okay, we- let's let's <laughs> yeah. let's play that game now then. <laughs> of the four of us, who is who would play who? I, th- I yeah. thought Josh was Matthew Broderick's character. Very rigid, very, no, it has to be this way or it's not going to be done at all. I thought he was Danny DeVito, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best compliment anybody has ever given me no, in my okay, whole entire so, life. We have a reason for I this. I mean, near the end, I actually, I actually thought that Maddie and I were the the partners and you guys were the boys because like, I feel like this would happen. Maddie and I would be sitting there being like, Oh, these dickheads. And then you guys would be opposite. But, but Luke and I wouldn't be fighting. No, but I will say though, Josh, like out of the two of us, I'm probably the one that wants to stay in the rules the most and probably would have a massive grudge against you for getting all the fame. That's, that's very true. Yeah. Also, I would, yeah, I definitely break all the yeah. rules. Yeah, and also, I'm actually, yeah, so. no, I'm actually the old lady at the start who doesn't want to wear her glasses <laughs> yeah. and then puts them on oh, and goes, yeah. "I look hot." That's me. <laughs> yeah. I was very surprised about the cast. Like you had, like the I didn't realize that the daughter of Matthew Broderick was the girl from Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, cool, she's here. There's Who's your daddy, guys? Who's your daddy? Oh, that was cringeworthy. <laughs> it had some moments of, oh, this humour is outdated for 2006. <laughs> uh, yeah, we shouldn't be saying those jokes now, should we? No, no. There, there's a there couple of... Be, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of moments where I said to Amy, like right at the end, um, for the audience, there's there's a scene where they put up their phones in the air and have a really sombre oh. and like melancholy Ooh. moment. And I said... Oh, they got their flip phones out. Yeah, that's I kind said of the same thing. <laughs> Manny said the exact same thing. Um, yeah, there was definitely a lot of outdated humor, especially around the scene with the police officer. Yeah. In, uh, um, but I guess that's a product of, of 2006. Mm. Uh, um, I have a question about the name of the movie Deck the Halls. Why is it called Deck the Halls? Because yeah. his name was Buddy Hall. Yeah, that's and he what was I trying was... to dick Wait, out his it? house with lights. Yeah, yeah. His name was Danny the DeVito's character was bu- Buddy Halls. Buddy Halls, yeah. But, but that doesn't. So doesn't it mean like you're decking out the Halls house? Yeah. Yeah, but do you think that they named the characters to shoehorn into the fact that the movie was always going to be called Deck the Halls? Probably. Yes, absolutely. Probably, yeah. Have you not watched the movie, Josh? It was one of those movies <laughs> where, like, it's quintessential comedy movie of 2006 where it's, like, super, super shoehorned. Everything is shoehorned in. Like, it's really, yeah, it's weird. It's one of those weird... Uh, uh, I don't know. 
I have a lot of opinions on this. Movie. No, do, all right. So so let's let's kick it off by gauging a general opinion. Do we think it was a good movie or a bad movie? I'm going to let everyone else say their thing because I'm go- I might go the opposite of what everyone's going to say. Yeah, like he always. Not always. <laughs> oh my all right, Maddie, you go. You go first. No, you seem you yeah. you had an opinion there, Mads. What what do you reckon? So this is my pick. Um, I've watched it a fair few times in my life. Um, I like the general movie. It can be a bit cringeworthy at times, but it's one of those nice family movies that you can watch without paying much attention. You know Mm. what I mean? The story is pretty, like, pretty simple. Characters are funny. There's funny moments. It's not something that I would pay a lot of attention to while watching, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it is definitely one of those movies that you you just, like, put it on, sit down, watch it. Like, you don't need to analyse it or anything like that. You just watch it and you just enjoy it and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I, I didn't have a lot of expectations for the movie and in a way that actually made it better because I wasn't expecting too much from it. So I was pleasantly surprised. It had, like, a, a pretty decent story and it was... You know, fun. It was a fun movie to follow along with, mm-hmm. I thought. What do you reckon, Luke? Uh, the movie-making... Uh, like, movie-making stuff aside, like, I can understand why people really like it. I Personally, for me, I find, like, those sort of... That, that type of, I don't know, really, like, trying to be super wholesome family comedy stuff is a bit... I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not. I haven't seen enough of those type of movies to really like them. But I've. I, you will by the end of this month. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yes, definitely. The is, I'm not uh, the biggest Christmas like fan. Like I like Christmas, but I'm not the biggest like getting into Christmas a hundred percent of December sort of thing. I like Christmas on the day and spending time with family, foods, presents, that sort of stuff. But I'm not into the whole idea of the. I don't know. The movie itself, I just found that, like, at the end of the day, it really didn't, like, both of the go- both of the, the dads were kind of just shitty people. Like, I didn't really think that they were good people. And, like, when they started, like, really fighting each other and really even thinking about it, Matthew Broderick, most of the time, was kind of getting just hit around for no good reason. Like, yeah, he's... You know, he has traditions, but everyone does. So why do you shit on someone who's got traditions and yet, like, yeah, I don't know. It was just, I found the the themes were a bit conflicting and, yeah, there was some aspect of it where I was just like, this didn't feel like a Christmas movie. It felt like a comedy movie that they shoved Christmas into to kind of make it a bit more interesting, if you go with that. You made an yeah, look, for sure. One point you did make there that I, I think I want to talk about a bit is the idea of who is the bad guy in the movie. You mentioned that, that kind of both the dads are the bad guy. Is one, is there like a centralised bad guy in this film? I think they're supposed to both be bad. <laughs> not bad, mm. but like I, just not good. I ask that because <laughs> I flawed. personally thought that Danny DeVito's character didn't do anything wrong. See, I'm the opposite. He was always just trying to do, you know, he was a bit sly and a bit crook, 
But he was never trying to do wrong by Matthew Broderick until, you know, he He's caught Matthew Broderick doing bad. Like that's yeah, I didn't not. Say, I didn't but... say he had good morals. I just said he didn't do. He wasn't a bad guy. He didn't actively go out of his way to do something bad. I yeah. I I feel like the the thing is with this movie, I found kind of a little lackluster was the fact that it's supposed to be about them trying to look in at their families and say, you know, I need to be, I need to change myself for the family kind of thing. But the family gets no screen time except for the mums. The kids basically get nothing. And if they do, it's kind of like, oh, you guys are comedy relief. And it just, yeah, it just didn't feel like in a movie like that, I would have thought that the families would have had like some sort of clash but maybe two of them would be like, you know, kind of chummy and which the mums were. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm looking at it from a different angle than everybody else's, but. What do, what do you reckon, Amy? What do you, do you mm. think that there's a bad, one bad guy or do you think they both suck? I think they both sucked, to be honest. Like, I mean, in the end, um, both families ended up leaving them to go somewhere else so it's like they both had to um change the way they were and change what they did and actually work together to get the families to come back so I I think like at first I was probably thinking that maybe Danny DeVito was a bit of a bad guy but then I think as the movie progressed I think both of them ended up at the same level Maddie can I ask you a question specifically Mm. um why is Danny DeVito in every movie he's ever in a used car salesman? I was go- I was about to ask the same question because he's the same in Matilda. And that's where I was like, oh, he's playing the same character as Matilda, except he's nicer. <laughs> I think he's just got that look to him. <laughs> also, <laughs> well, he was in Taxi, slimy, remember? kind of like, hey, how you going? I'll sell you this. You need a car? He's major ro- his first like big role was in Taxi. So really, like he's got that... That sort of like selling and being around cars is a a true art. Except he is also in Always Sunny, so that's well. That's I was going to say. All I see is is Frank Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So yeah. it's the gross, brilliant Danny DeVito. Yeah. I also uh, hear I him as like... Phil from Hercules as well. Yes, that's yeah. true. Um, I did like the fact that. Um... And that's really minor, but, like, how the two families both have daughters at age 15. Like, they had the twins and then the girl who interested development, her character. Mm. I like that they didn't fight and it wasn't like, oh, they're slutty, mm. oh, she's really... You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They yeah, just showed nice. each other different things and that aspect. And I, I liked that and it was just the guys that were fighting it. It wasn't even the mums that were displeased because mm. in a lot of music, movies it's usually like, oh... Bitchy, bitchy, catty, catty. And I was like, oh, finally. It's <laughs> yeah, a very good that. point. Um, do, you, do you think it was necessary for the daughters to be twins? No. No, I, I actually thought I, it would have been more interesting if one of them was a guy, to be honest. No, but I feel like they were, because the way I looked at it was I was thinking like, because um, they wanted to make Danny DeVito's family look better than the other families yes, so that's why it's like two twin attractive girls the mum is really attractive like you just got to play that family up yeah and i feel like having two twins 
and they're attractive girls, that's like a perfect yeah, family. Very yeah. trophy family kind of. Yeah, definitely. It's a good point. Yeah, that's true. Um, do you guys, so the scene after there was a big, like the sleigh got loose and Matthew Broderick ended up in the lake freezing um, and then they, they shared a, a sleeping bag naked for warmth. Do you think because of that scene, Matthew Broderick is now susceptible to COVID? I was more yes. thinking His of... His immune system would have collapsed, would yes. Be... I would think so. I mean, would they both be? He's not wearing well, I mean, a mask. They, they are six from feet each from each other. <laughs> not yeah, much social distancing. Here's the, thing, no. here's the thing, though. Danny DeVito isn't susceptible to COVID. Danny DeVito is COVID. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel wow, like... Yeah. Oh, the... No, like in a good way. Well, I'd say uh, COVID is actually Matthew Broderick because that's killed a few people. <laughs> oh, you set me up wow. for that one, Josh. You set me up. There we go. Oh, he's a bad man. Um. I can't stop seeing him as Ferris Bueller, though. Like, every That's, time. Yes. Thank like, you. when I... he was rugged up, I thought he was going to do his, like, things that he does. And he's like, he's, Ferris Bueller. He made now a scream in the movie ever. that immediately reminded me of the producers. Because there's, oh, yes. like... He makes when he. I don't know if you guys have seen the producers, but there's a scene where, um, in the movie, he's got a security blanket, a physical blanket that he carries around with him for his anxiety, and one of the producers take tries to take it away from him, and he kind of like does this scream, and I'm like, oh, he sounds exactly the, like he the does. same. Yeah, yeah, it's this like, it's, it's weird same. because then I also thought of him as Inspector Gadget. Yeah, I. <laughs> I, I unfortunately am like Maddie that all I can see is Ferris Bueller. Um, but, I mean, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It could be worse. Can I... Um, did any... I don't... This is going a little bit movie technical. But did anybody see when they had the sleigh, when they got out of town, the CGI budget went from kind of all right to really, really shitty and, like, kind of green screeny but not really good enough and it was it was kind of weird. I don't... They could have just done that practically. I don't know. It was just one of the things where I'm like, this movie is. I think it's. <laughs> I think it, it. It reminded me a lot of Michael Caine flying through the air last night in the Muppets yeah. Christmas movie. It does yeah. actually. Um, but it was yeah. I thought it was great. Um, something to definitely, I guess, notice about that scene too is, I guess yeah, it, it was so clearly done. But I think potentially that was done on purpose. I think maybe. maybe it was like stylistic in the point that it was, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it was intentional to show how obvious the green screen was in those scenes? Or do you think I it was just, just a lack of budget? I just don't think they had the budget. <laughs> I think it's a lack of budget, to be honest. But that's maybe just me. But Amy, to bring up a good point, what, um, she was talking about the idea of how like family is really important in a lot of Christmas movies. And because I I can't remember the exact quote you made, Amy, but I remember it being the idea of like family is a big part of the coming together of like Christmas movies, as we've kind of found, or co the coming together to celebrate the Christmas. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think. Yeah, what were you gonna say, Amy? Oh, I was just gonna say, like thinking about it now, I feel like this movie. It really links in with the Grinch, with the whole, like, oh, it's all about families and stuff. 
But it also, like, I feel like it also links in with the Muppet movie as well before along the lines of these two guys who are being, like, really bad and, like, angry and all this are not actually looking into um, the whole picture of Christmas. Like, you Mm. need to be nice to people and all that stuff as well. You also bring up a very good point. I just realised... The all the movies we've done so far have all been movies about the character realizing that like Christmas can be a time to redeem yourself. As weird as it is to say, like the Grinch redeems himself and goes his heart two sizes bigger when he realizes that Christmas is more than just materialism. In the Polar Express, the main character he realizes that belief is like he doesn't believe, but he through belief is what, you know, he becomes happier as a kid. And then in, like, Scrooge, he learns and is taught to look at himself and realise the people around him and how he affects the world around him. And it's kind of the same with this movie as well. They're all, like, movies that are saying Christmas can be a time to redeem yourself to be the best person you can be. I'm going to say that's a theme throughout a lot of Christmas movies. Mm. 100%. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what makes a good Christmas movie. I think if it's missing that, then I don't know if it can be classified as a traditional Christmas movie. Yeah. Well, that's why maybe I don't connect to the Polar Express because I'm thinking that a, tris- a traditional Christmas movie is like a, a complete turnaround, I'm a new person. Yeah. And like he believes but not struggle enough. Yeah, yeah, there's not a large <laughs> enough transformation, is there? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Amy. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the set and the amount of lights, I thought it was quite incredible. I thought the way that the yes. the, the actual amount of Christmas lights there I, were, it was pretty great. I have great. a question about the house that Danny DeVito's family lives in. I question... Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked very similar to the Home Alone house. I immediately saw it and I thought, that looks like the Home Alone house, but I don't think it is. Or maybe it's filmed on the same area. I don't know. It just felt kind of the same. I don't know if that maybe is because the, you know, American they like, families. They could have done the outside to look a bit similar to the Possibly. Home Alone movie, like to pay homage. Maybe. Yeah, it looked definitely. Homage. Homage. Well, hey, maybe that's something we'll uh, have to look out for tomorrow. Ooh. Hey. Mm, bit of foreshadowing there. We've got a double um, feature tomorrow, <laughs> audience. That's it, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the sets and the lights, it was pretty good. Also, how big are American houses? Matthew Broderick's yeah, house no, was massive. <laughs> yeah, they're really big. What like state was, were they also, in, actually? He chopped down the Christmas tree that was in the wow. middle of the town and it fit perfectly in his lounge yeah. room. Well, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I read that you can literally buy a Texas mansion for about 300000 Yeah, yeah. You can do something very similar in, um, admittedly, this was like five or six years ago, but you could buy like a Beverly Hills-type house in the valley for like $300,000. For like a a relatively large house, we should probably watch what we say because our international viewers may be like, actually, that's wrong. Oh, well, maybe they could mail <laughs> Sorry. us. And I, correct I heard, that. Yeah. true. <laughs> we are more I than happy that you if could... you want to correct us up on air. Like, we are more than happy for that to be the case. I I heard that in Portugal you can buy five mansions for four dollars. So. <laughs> 
Um, Please, is that Portugal? Please. Sorry, Portugal. Um, Josh is a little insensitive. Britain. <laughs> <laughs> no, Turn he's Portuguese. actually just doing it because he wants them to email. Oh. Yeah, no, exactly right. <laughs> Sorry. Mailbag. Sorry, I must have misread that. At gmail.com. Please send us some messages. Um, <laughs> so. Please, come on, big... we're very lonely. We're very, very lonely. <laughs> Please. Um, we're actually was... considering getting our family to send emails. So please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> please. We're really desperate well, here. Well, wait until please, we get to the mailbag today. My hands are so sore from typing all those emails. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing. So continuing on with the Christmas tropes, there was a Christmas song in this movie. Mm. And Kristen Chenoweth sang it. It was very nice. Yeah. It was nice to see her sing... <laughs> Was was there any need for her to be the only one singing that very last line? No, why do you think Christian they got her? Christian Chenoweth. She has to sing. If know, she's not singing, she's not in the movie. Like do you that's feel like not that's a, a part thing. of her contract. Possibly that would make sense. Was. She's a Broadway performer. Like that. Like that's like. Well, I'm surprised Matthew Broderick didn't sing because he's also from Broadway. But it's like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. That I'm like. You know what? I like I like this bit in particular because K- Chiston Chenoweth is, you know, singing along, giving it. It was actually a really nice moment having everyone have their phones out and being all sentimental. Their, their Motorola phones razors. and their Nokia's. Their yeah. Sony Ericsson <laughs> Walkman phones. Yeah. Nokia thirty two twenties. So oh, that's great. <laughs> so to ask the question that every other podcast has asked so far, would do you think because this movie was made in two thousand six, what would the opinion of football was being played by another audience now? Like if you like were, if it was played for kids today. Yeah. So if you're giving it to a family, like a say a family who's never seen this movie before, they're say, you know, kids that are the age of sort of eight or nine or whatever it may be, it's a PG rated movie. Do you think it would get the same love as maybe when it came out, or do you think it might be looked in a different way? I I think I'll jump in first. I think that it that this movie is pretty timeless. I don't think there's a lot in this movie that that needs to transcend. I think the only thing that really dates it is the phones, the flip phones <laughs> being pulled out. Also, but apart the, from that, yeah, I mean, there's still lots of Christmas lights, neighbors mm. fighting. That's a fairly common trope. I think I think kids would enjoy yeah. it. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those movies that you could you could probably put on at like a Christmas party, like say a family's got it on and like they're you know hanging out or whatever, and they put on the movie. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people that are like, oh, this is boring. Like kids and like a I family actually, would really um, enjoy it. I was actually just waiting there for Maddie to go, Amy. Yes, so was I. So was <laughs> Throw I. Throw me under the bus again, <laughs> Maddie. Uh, what what do you reckon? Um, that it's 11.45 at night and my brain is dead and I can't form a sentence. No, but what do you, th- what do you think about that question, though? Like, do you think that, like, for kids, do you think they would enjoy the movie? Um, like, today's kids? Yeah, it's the whole, like, s- the lights from outer space aspect that I think is the mm. coolest part about it. Mm. Like, that trying and trying to get them from space. So, yeah, I think kids would be into that. And all the even when you're a kid, you don't notice those shitty yeah. CGI scenes. You know what I mean? Like as a kid, yeah. they're pretty cool. So yeah. it didn't it didn't bother me much, to be honest. I think Josh is right. Pretty timeless. 
What do you reckon, Amy? I think I think kids would enjoy it. I mean, like, um, I feel like it could be one of those movies that the parents probably watch. Like, I remember as soon as I, I – didn't, I didn't remember the name, but as soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, yep, I remember watching this movie. So I feel like the parents would then go, let's put it on. Like, this is a good movie. We all remember watching it and try get the kids to watch it and enjoy it too. Yeah. So, yeah. It seems like oh. a Christmas movie that you would have, like – Coming up to Christmas, like, say, you've gone a weekend and you're like... I mean, isn't that all Christmas movies? No, but what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> yes, but yes, what I'm saying is this particular one is not one you would watch on Christmas Eve or, like, the week leading up to Christmas. This would be a movie you would watch in the holiday season, is the way and I see it. that's why it's number four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maddie, I think it's, uh, it might be time for something that you like to pull out every podcast. I think you're right, Josh. It's time for... Time for what? That's where you're going to put my theme song. (laughs) What am I putting in there? That's that's where the theme song goes. Okay. Okay, let's start off with... (laughs) Luke, how many Christmas hats would you give this out of ten? Why did you have to start with me? Um, this is what she does. She throws people under the bus. I, Excuse me. This is my segment. You can shut your whore mouth right. and listen. Thank you. I need to. I need to be like. The thing is, is that I think from now on, I'm gonna have to like keep the the rankings because I'm losing track of like. Well, I know we're at, at, at number four, but I'm starting to lose of, like where. Really matter. It's not it doesn't that deep. matter. Yeah, I I would give it maybe three Christmas hats. Oh. Um, Man, that's and this is than... why I said not to go with me first because I'm. Wow. The only reason I say that is like as then this is just for me personally. It's not a movie that I'm going to like want to go back to, and if I watched it again, I don't think I'd enjoy it the second time around. It's one of those like it. I think it's just a combination of the type of movie that I'm not a big fan of, and there's a lot of personal flaws I see. There are still some redeeming qualities, like the the message is like it, it's universal. It is that you could you could put it on at any time in the next however long, um, and I, I can see why other people would like it, but for me, it's not a movie I would like to watch again if I could avoid it. If I if Amy said, "Hey, we're watching this," blah blah blah, I'd be like, "All right, cool. I I don't want to, but I'll sit through and I'll watch it." I'm kind of like, I was kind of the same with like Polar Express, but yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, for reference, what did you give the Polar Express? I gave Polar Express a four because... And oh, Polar Ex- Hang on. All right. That's the most controversial thing. <laughs> yeah. Polar Express no, got, let's go back got a, a bit. higher rating than this movie. What? Because with Polar Express... Yeah, because you're talking to well, the guy who's... Well, No. With Polar Express, I could see where they were going, what they were going for. I could see that they were trying something really new and refreshing, but it just did not land. <laughs> like, I said this to Amy. If this was done in 2008 or nine with a little bit more CG, like, de- like development in CG, or had done in live-action movie, it'd actually be a really cool movie. I think it'd actually be a really cool Christmas movie. Wait, are we talking about the Polar Express? Yes, Polar Express. The Deck the Holt. Okay, yeah. But for... And the reason I put this a little lower is I didn't enjoy... Like, at least with Polar Express, 
I could get the I could get the message and I could get everything, but this just kind of felt deck the horse kind of felt shoot in for me personally. But I know you guys are probably a bit more a bit more lenient with it. That's why I was like, why are you getting me to go first? Because I'm gonna be the bummer. Oh, there's always fun. maybe because we want to end on a high. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Roasting too hard, too hard. <laughs> no, it's quality. It's not Sunday yet. Okay, Josh, I'll go with you. Um, I'm gonna give it six, six out of ten hats. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's it doesn't try to be anything more than a fairly basic family Christmas movie. I had a lot of fun. Anything that Danny DeVito is in instantly gets boosted by two points. So definitely, this was a fun movie. We didn't mention it, but can you explain the moral of the story? Like, what was yeah. the overall I, message? I think the moral of this, the moral is that that Christmas is, you know, it's not how you do it or where you do it; it's who you do it with. Um, it's not about all the bells and whistles. Exactly, it's it's about it's about family. It's about spending time yeah. together, and it's it's a nice heartwarming message to finish off. So it was it was really nice. But yes, definitely six six hats for me. Perfect. And Amy, what would you give it out of 10 Christmas hats? I'm 6 out of 10 too. Um, I, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. There, it was definitely cringy and I I don't really like cringe a lot. I'm but, the same. <laughs> uh, but I still really enjoyed it and I, I think, yeah, it's a movie that I would watch again. Um, yeah, Maddie, what about you? Six. Yeah, definitely also giving it a 6. Um bit higher than average. It's just something you can watch and tune out to and just mindlessly enjoy, I think. And I enjoy mindless movies. Yeah, fantastic. Brilliant. That's, oh, that's fantastic. I think we might have some mail, Josh. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, in today's mailbag section, we actually have a legitimate email that definitely was not written by any of us. Wow. Oh, um, cool. Wow. No, exactly right. So I'm going to read this out. This comes from... Uh, uh, and one of our listeners, Ben. So I'll read this out. So, hey, Christmas <laughs> what and is chill. Going on right My now? name is Ben, long time listener, first time caller, or is that Hi, emailer? Ben. Hi, hey, Ben. ben. Uh, I wanted to put a question to the group. With TV no longer being the one place to watch movies at Christmas, and Netflix and co making so many Christmas movies each year, do you think there will ever be another Christmas classic that lives forever in our society? Or are we simply going to be so overwhelmed with choice that such a status is unobtainable? Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Merry Christmas, Ben. Merry Christmas, I Ben. Just... Thanks so much for your question, Ben. Yeah. Merry Christmas. So, what That's do you think, That's a good guys? question. I, I just want to say that if you actually look at the Christmas movies that Netflix has recently been putting out, they're not very good, to be honest. No, they're I very, agree. like, chick flick like love stories mm, and all that yeah. stuff. So I honestly feel like if they keep going down that route, we're never going to get the classic like Deck the Halls or anything like that ever yeah. again. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> with classic that. Classic Deck the Halls. Do you think, <laughs> yeah, I, I, what do you reckon, Amy? Do you th- I mean, not Amy, sorry. What do you reckon, Maddie? Do you think that uh, there's room for a classic Christmas movie? I think it depends on what a classic means to someone. Like for Amy, it's Polly Express. Like for Luke, it's something a bit older, like The Grinch or um, Miracle on 34th Street. You know what I mean? Like 
Christmas classic to me is Christmas with the crank. So it just depends on how you view a Christmas classic, mm. I mm. think. Um, something that's not a chick flick that's pumped out every two years and has about four sequels. You know what I mean? I definitely think that Love actually was uh, a really good but also a really bad thing for the Christmas film market because it was really good because it was so revolutionary. But so many other films are trying to capture that love at Christmas feeling that I feel like the classic is now distorted. But I feel with with Love actually, because of it is a movie that's not made by a streaming service. It's made by a studio who were, hey, we want to make a Christmas movie. We'll get some so good people behind it and we'll make that's it the good. good. And that's, that's the question where, then. Yeah, Do you sorry. think that the, the whole point then is that because studios aren't making them, that we're mm. not going to get that classic anymore. I, I yeah. think, yeah, as Amy said, quali- they're going with quantity over quality. And I think that's where, like, movies in general are going to have that problem. And Christmas movies in particular. I don't think that there's going to, in the next while, unless there's, like, an actual, like, studio willing to put out a Christmas movie that is genuinely interesting and, and different and... All that sort of stuff. Because we're also running into the problem of we've had, like, the Christmas carols from the 1950s for so long and we've had these old Christmas stories for such a long period of time. Trying to find something different about Christmas is not going to work unless you go in a different direction. But maybe it doesn't need to be different. Maybe the reason that the classics are classics is because they don't differentiate from each other. The stories are always the same, just slightly retold. Yeah, I... And they make you feel homely and like... Yeah, it's more about the like feeling, you're going right? back no, to, no, 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 I understand yeah. that. But what I'm saying is, is like, instead of... A lot of the Christmas movies that are coming out are about... And we've talked... We talked about this before we even started this podcast. Was a Chris, these Christmas movies are set during... They're set during Christmas. They're not about Christmas. We had... For the audio listeners, we had a big discussion about... What is a Christmas movie to us? And we came up with one of the rules being, if it's set during Christmas, it's not really a Christmas movie, unless it celebrates some of the themes of Christmas and oh, some of right. the ideas you, of Christmas. Like as in this, as in the sense, like, like Die Hard, for example. Yeah, we, we said okay. Die Hard wasn't a Christmas movie because Die okay, Hard is so set it's... during Christmas. And I think a lot of these not... like Christmas movies that are coming out <laughs> on Netflix are more set during Christmas but not then really. About Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Like I can think of like Christmas okay. with the Cranks. I I can see that as a Christmas movie because it's about the family coming together during Christmas time, celebrating the act of Christmas, even though they're a bit dysfunctional. That makes a lot of sense to me, and there would be families that could be represented through that. But there are just yeah, some of them, they're just not. I don't know. They just don't have that Christmas meaning or feel or whatever it may be. Um, about them to really make them stand out. And if Netflix is going to keep on punching them out and being like, hey, we got a new Christmas movie, we're at like seven or eight. It's like, well, you're, you're kind of dumbing down the Christmas message. The idea of Christmas movies is that you get a couple every year and they're supposed to, you know, you watch then the old classics and then you get some new ones and then they become classics like any movie. But if you keep on pumping them out, it's just going to make it, really bland and I personally am not a fan of that fantastic Ben I hope you like that really 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 long winded answer yeah sorry yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no it was good it kept look we all I think I think 
as a podcast, I think we think that potentially there could be room for a Christmas classic, but oh yeah, 100%. to be honest, it it doesn't look likely. Um, thanks, Ben. Thank you so much, Ben. Really appreciate yeah. it. And if you wanted to get on our mailbag, uh, feel free to send us an email as well. Uh, you can send us an email to mailbag.christmasandchill at gmail.com. Please do jump on and check out our Instagram account uh, at Christmas and Chill Podcast. Um, a whole bunch more content is going to be going up there. Um, some teasers for upcoming episodes uh, and uh, a big follow along list so you too can watch the movies along with us at home. Um, thank you so much for watching, guys. Tomorrow we are going to be watching Home Alone 1 and 2. It's the first of a couple of big back-to-back movie episodes. Marathon time. Woohoo! So Also, I, I just wanted to... Um, can I... I'm going to add a segment in here. Ooh, oh, okay. okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> you want your own segment? <laughs> all right, okay, all right. Amy, what, what's... Go um, for it. I'm going to start a, a Christmas fun fact. Oh, okay, there like we it. go. The fun fact to end the show. I love it. Amy, what's what's today's Christmas fun fact? <laughs> okay, so apparently we wish you a Merry Christmas was actually originally a threat. So what? the popular song was originally sung loudly and repeatedly by crowds of rowdy lower class servants demanding booze from their masters or else we won't go until we get some. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. That's amazing. Amy's fun fact of the day. <laughs> that's brilliant. That's that's a keeper. That's a yep. that's that's a soul. You heard it here. Work. You heard it here, I'm audience. Booze well done, is Amy. really important during Christmas time. Really important yeah. during Christmas time. Especially with my family. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for um. <laughs> you stole my joke. No, oh, damn it. Sorry. Thanks. To, thanks so much for listening. Um, we'll talk to you tomorrow. See yeah. you, everyone. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.